It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Welcome back to Beyond the Building. Debbie Kiever here and Laura Pereno. We are jumping back into our July series called Freedom, Our Freedom. It's been a great month, Laura. We've started off with the testimony of our wonderful friend, Carolina Hatton, Mm -hmm. who shared about her journey from living in Venezuela to coming to the United States and becoming a citizen of amazing. Yeah, this free nation. I think when you don't grow up here in the States and you come you you really appreciate a whole lot more that's right the freedom that she's enjoying here in this country and then we had sandy smith um who is a history teacher and just really sh- uh, shared about how she sees god's hand working throughout our united states history and she shared some really powerful examples of how she's gotten to have open doors in some of the special government um systems that you and I don't normally get to right. encounter. She That's got right. to share her story. So it's been really neat. We I don't know where you celebrated July 4th. We were in Maine and watching um, fireworks going off. But it's just it's like a giant birthday party for the country. And yes. yet it's so much more than just um, fireworks and sparklers and things like that. It's remembering that with this wonderful freedom that we enjoy in the United States. There was a tremendous cost Mm -hmm. and there continues to be a tremendous cost for that freedom. Uh, You know, God God really took me on a deeper dive this past Memorial Day, Laura, just remembering. I always remember what the, the holiday is for. It's, you know, to honor those who have died in active military service, but it's easy to get caught up in that, you know, the Facebook is constantly saying you can buy your appliances for sale, you know, Mm -hmm. tremendous sales right now, or it's your paid holiday. Yep. You know, it's also something that kind of is just marked as the beginning of the summer. Like everybody goes to the beach. Oh, it's Memorial Day weekend. Well, this is the weekend that summer starts. And these are all good things, right? We have picnics with our family. We might have a barbecue in the backyard. Uh, Who knows what's going on in different stories, but Sometimes those things takes press, take precedence over what the weekend is all about. It seems so different to me, the situation that we're living in currently versus the time that you and I grew up in. Um, I remember my mom had so many flags, Debbie, little flags, and it was our job on uh, Memorial Day weekend, my sister and my job to go and get the little flags and line the sidewalk with the little flags and put them in the planter and put them in the mailbox. That was what we did on Memorial Day and we honored it. And I remember after Memorial Day, pulling those flags up from the ground, putting them all back together and putting them away until the 4th of July. It was such a thing. That is what we did. My mother was so excited about putting those little flags up. It is a different, um, I don't know. It's just a different world that we live in in a lot of ways. And so many times our perspective is not on the flag or the sacrifice as much as it is, like you were mentioning, uh, sales or events or what else we can be doing on Memorial Day. Uh, Really, that has to do with commercialization of holidays, right? Right. But it's just a different, it's a different place that we're in now. I read a quote back, back when I was, I just did a little more history homework for Memorial Day for myself personally, just to, uh, I think because I can be guilty of forgetting what the holiday was really about. So I 
went overboard and I read a lot of devotionals <laughs> and I read a lot of history because I just was trying to almost reset. Let's mm. reset and go back to what was what was important. I came across a quote by Franklin D. Roosevelt and he said, those who have long enjoyed such privileges as we enjoy, that would be us, right? That would mm-hmm. be me. Forget in time that men have died to win them. And I know I've been guilty of that. I just, uh, I, it's not the magnitude of it. And I, maybe part of it is because um, in my family that's alive right now, I don't have anybody serving uh, mm-hmm. in the military. It becomes a little less personal, you know, when you're not writing letters to a soldier. Um, but my my father-in-law served and my grand, my grandfather served. I remember hearing his stories. But it's easy to forget right where we are today that there was a cost, uh, a cost of sacrificing uh, mothers and fathers who were away from their children growing up or who never came home. Yes. You know, t- to be able to protect my family today, that is that is taking place. And so for me personally, this has been a year of revisiting that and, and really trying to put myself in the shoes uh, as much as you can, which you know, my husband works not far from our house, so that's a whole different kind of service. Mm-hmm. But I just trying to understand it a little bit more. I've been doing a lot more reading, um, hearing testimonies from people because you don't want to forget. You don't want you don't want to forget the cost. You remembering is so important. Absolutely, and there is definitely something about having someone. Uh, close to you at that time uh, being in the service I know my dad was in the service my stepfather was in the service uh, you know both of my grandfathers and I'm so grateful for their uh, service to our country it was probably four years ago when my niece my cheerleader niece told me and our family that she wanted to become a marine and i remember thinking this is definitely not where i thought the story was going and i tried to dissuade her debbie for a very long time and i remember the tears yes yes because it was just the struggle i mean it was because we know what the cost you know is going to be what she's going to endure going into the service and and then of course like you're talking about um the cost for for families but I just remember trying to dissuade her uh, in a very uh, loving way. And she was determined. She knew this is what she was supposed to do. And so I um, remember that moment where I just said, I'm going to, I'm going to celebrate this. This is what she feels. This is the time for her. And so I went out and I bought a Mm t-shirt and it said, uh, proud aunt of a U.S. Marine and she came over to my house, and I went and put the T-shirt on and came oh, out. Oh, that she meant saw so me much to her. <laughs> it really was. It was quite a moment. We have a selfie. And yeah. uh, and she just cried, and I cried. And, and from that moment on, I was just like, I'm going to embrace this and embrace her journey. And she went away for boot camp not long after that. And I remember her talking about the fact that when you go through boot camp, their, uh, their kind of tagline is, we're going to break you down so we can build you up. You know, and you think when you're going into something like that that you get the cost, like boot camp. I mean, everybody goes boot camp. Ah, I wouldn't want to do that. Um, must be so hard. Like you know, it's going to be hard going in, but I don't think you really know how hard it is until you're coming out, right? Mm-hmm. And she went through boot camp, did a tremendous job, but it was hard, hard, hard 
Um, they, they endure something called the crucible Debbie that she told me she was going to be doing the crucible right before she got out of boot camp. And I looked it up online and I, I wish I hadn't looked it up online. I just found out about it afterwards. Cause every night of these, this three day adventure that she was on for this crucible, I was thinking, Oh my goodness, what's she doing now? You know, they go out in the woods, um, for three days, they sleep for about two hours a day. They eat almost nothing and they fight or they enact, reenact possible situations, um, with weapons and whatnot in the woods and and it just breaks you down to sleep at night they have to dig a hole in the ground and sleep in it so that's just the cost of preparing to go but then you think about the cost of actually living it out I could not be more proud um, that she made the choice that she did and that she has taken on this um, role and this responsibility to stand up for her her uh, family by standing up for her country and so I, I am very proud of her, very grateful for her service. I mean, I think of that idea that freedom is costly. It's costly not only for the men and women who are serving, but like you, for family members. I know you have got to be watching news differently than you did six mm -hmm. or seven years ago because you have your hearts out there, yep, right? right? You have some skin in the game. It's your family. Um, so it's costly for family members. It's and. And yet that's happening daily for us. Somebody is is sacrificing themselves so that, that we can enjoy feeling safe right yes. here in our country. They're sacrificing themselves for people who acknowledge and appreciate what they're doing, but also for those who take it for granted. Yep. And don't really acknowledge the sacrifice that's being made. You know, I, part of that study that I was doing back in May of this year, I came across a devotional by Billy Graham, and this was written in 1955, and he was describing, uh, he spent a couple days with President Eisenhower, who was taking him um, around some of the different battlefields uh, in Pennsylvania, and they were touring a particular location, the battlefield at Valley Forge, and as they were moving from one part of the tour to the next, um, President Eisenhower turned to Billy Graham and he said, Reverend Graham, this, this, and he's referring to this spot, this hill, this is where they got it for us. Mm. And that quote just grabbed me. Mm. You know, this, this was a, a battlefield that has been protected and honored. It's been remembered as a place where the freedom that was achieved here had a tremendous cost mm, 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 mm. don't you feel like um over time each generation is less impressed or less appreciative of the sacrifice that was made in that getting it for us mm. you know we have been given this tremendous gift of living in the country that we're living in and yet uh, it's easy and, and we do this it's easy for us to shift from being grateful for what we have, for being grateful for what we've been given or blessed with to becoming entitled, like yes. um, someone owes it to us or it's something that we deserve. Um, it really is easy to do. We all experience that from one time or one extent to another. And when we become entitled rather than staying uh, grateful, right, we will also forget the cost of the freedom that was won for us. Uh, I love that quote that you just shared uh, with President Eisenhower, you know, looking at the place where they got it for us on a battlefield. But, you know, when we look at the word of God and, and that is where our heart is always stayed, um, there was another historic spot uh, that we go back to as Christians. And it's a place where, you know, we could 
be looking at or looking in the word and we could say, you know, this is where he got it for us. This is where Mm. our savior got it for us. And we know that that place is a hill called Calvary. And doesn't that just kind of give you goosebumps even just saying that? It does. And honestly, it gave me goosebumps when you talked about President Eisenhower referring to that place with our American freedom, but the same or maybe an even greater uh, emotion I get on the inside when I think about this is where Jesus got this for us. Now, the Bible is full. It's a beautiful story of of this story leading up to the moment that he got it for us and then living out the truth that he got it for us in the New Testament. But if we look at what Jesus said about the cost of our freedom, and we look at John 15, 13, I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. I just love this. It, Jesus said this. Jesus knew where he was going, right? And this is what he said. For the greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. Mm. And this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his life for his friends. Don't you just see Jesus speaking to people like, this is what you're going to see? He, he's he's talking about himself. I mean, but at the same time, he's 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 demonstrating what is the real sacrifice in life and and it's the place he got it for us i mean that word demonstrated you can say that you love somebody but if it's not backed up with action then it's questionable that's right you know and yet he's saying look the greatest love is demonstrated it's when i made a choice to come here to the earth knowing that i'm going to be uh killed on a cross Yep. You know, for something that I never did, I'm going to stand yep. in the gap for you. That yep. was a demonstration of his love on that, on that wonderful hill called Calvary. Amen. You know, it's a bat. it was a battlefield. That was, that was a, the ultimate battlefield where the son of God took on every form of evil. That's right. Single-handedly anyone. That's right. Right. And it was his choice that he came to earth knowing that he was coming to serve others not to be served. That's right. You know, I think of our armed forces. They are signing up to serve their country. That's right. Not so that their country can serve them. You know, they're going to lay it down. And that's exactly what Jesus did. That ultimate sacrifice, his life instead of mine. Uh, that's why I just was so drawn. I need to keep revisiting this. Mm. I, you know, I think of I think of your niece, right? She's laying down her life for the country, just like Jesus laid down his life for us, knowing that some people will be very grateful for their service. Yep. Right. There are many who are so appreciative of what Christ has laid hold of them, you know, the freedom they've received for the given to them, that they're willing to in turn lay down their lives for the gospel. Then there's then there's folks who will sing songs, and this could be us, right? <laughs> we sing songs about about being Uh, appreciative of what Jesus did. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done on the cross for me. And yet living in a way that it doesn't look like it really makes much difference to your life. It's, It's kind of far in the back of your head that there was a cost. So you got people that appreciate it and those that are like not living in a way that backs up the appreciation they say they have. Absolutely. And then there's really a third group of people Uh, And Jesus knew this, and this is what makes, you know, a whole nother aspect of the sacrifice. Jesus knew that there would be some people uh, that he was dying for who would never acknowledge the sacrifice or care about the sacrifice, Mm -hmm. or that there would be people that would even reject Jesus himself. And this is really, um, 
this is really where the rubber meets the road because when you talk about love, the, the word love here is the word agape. It's the self-sacrificial love of God. Like Jesus didn't die on the cross uh, with an understanding that everybody was going to submit, right? This was a self-sacrificial love regardless of if people turn to him or not. Other translations say no greater love. Like this is what Jesus did on the cross for people who appreciate it, might sing about it, but aren't changed by it, and those who would reject him. Uh, he died on the cross, no greater love. It was the ultimate demonstration of love that Jesus showed. And that word love these days is thrown around yes. so yes. so quickly. I mean, you can say in, in our language, right? Our yeah. our language using the word love. I can, I, I love my husband enough. I married him. I yeah. also love my dogs, and yes, I also yes, really yes. love a good coffee in the <laughs> yes, morning. Yes, you do. Yes, so you do. it's it's cheapened. I think so significantly. But this, like he said, there's no greater love. This is the ultimate display of how you value somebody. Absolutely. Love cost Jesus his life. And that is significant, right? Mm -hmm. That is, that is the significant piece. It's a demonstration of how much he values life. Love cost him his life because he values your life. Love cost him his life because he values my life. And so he made the sacrifice so we could be free. Galatians 5, 1 says that it is for freedom that Christ set us free, right? He died. He made that ultimate sacrifice so that we could be free. There's our, our theme, our freedom. And so Galatians 5 goes on to say, stand firm then and don't let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. I mean, it's like saying, thanks for freeing me, but I'm going to go back. That's right. I'm going to go right. back to where I was before, before I was free. And, and this freedom that he's He's paid this price for our freedom. It's so that you and I can have the choice to have that personable, personable, uh, intimate relationship with the one who created us. That's a big deal. It's it free. That I can I can understand that I've become part of the body of Christ. I am his father. He is my father and I'm his daughter. I can actually go to the father and call him daddy. Yeah. You yeah. know, just like Jesus did. That's tremendous freedom to be able to feel like I can go to that sovereign ruler of the universe and have a place because yep. he's my dad. Yeah. And it's also freedom from condemnation for all the times that we have sinned in the past or all the times that we will sin today, you know, or in the future. We don't have to live bound by guilt and shame because we are free from condemnation. The Bible says, therefore, there is no longer any condemnation for those who were in Christ Jesus. He died so we could be free from condemnation. He died so we could be free to become the women that he created us to be, right? I can live out my purpose. You can live out your purpose. We can experience the abundance that he has for each of us because he died so we could be free to be the women that he created us to be. And we don't have to get stuck in the hurts of our past. We can mm -hmm. be free to move beyond that. I remember back when we did the whole podcast series on identity, right? Where we used to define ourselves by our fa our past or our, our failures, we don't have to be stuck there. We can be That's free right. of that. We can, we can be free to walk in the authority that, that God has given us, that power that we have over the enemy who had a hold on us before, but that's that right. battle was won on that hill. 
That's right. You know, it just gives me this picture in my mind, like free people, we can walk like with our, with our, our head upright. We can walk upright. We can keep going. When you're not free, when you're bound, and I've seen this in communist countries or countries that have just come out of communism, you are not standing upright. You are bent down. You are looking down. There's no looking up for you, you know? Right. Jesus died at Calvary at the place where he got it for us so that we can stand and walk looking up looking forward to what he has for us and what he's doing in our lives now you know there's that old old song debbie and i know you know it and probably most of our listeners do too um an old hymn with powerful words called um you know the old rugged cross at, at calvary and i remember singing this in church i'm sure you do too um but just thinking about the freedom that Christ won for us at the cross when he he died to forgive us for our sins right when we look at the the words to this song and we remember the cost for our freedom i just feel like when we when we look at it from this perspective we're going to think about and ponder and sing these words a little differently i'm just going to read these words and um and this is where he got it for us this is what it looked like when he got it for us right on a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it some day for a crown you know even as you're reading that my eyes are tearing up and it's taking me back to those childhood days where we sang that yes you know too. i can i almost wish you had sung it <laughs> <laughs> but i do i can hear the congregation in the church i grew up yes, with yes yes with the piano and the organ going and just there was such a profound yes um emotion that it tugs on you when you you get back to that ruggedness of the cross yes it yes, wasn't yes. that shiny gold cross that you wear around your necklace you know it was some place yes. where the nails went in through his hands and feet and uh covered in blood and and it's important to go back and remember that that's where yes. he got it done for us right that's, that's right. that hill where the freedom that i enjoyed today wasn't free yeah you know, it wasn't a free thing. It was a costly thing. Yep. And that, sh the more, I think it's important to remember that because the more I go back and remember what happened at the cross, the more it changes how I live today. Absolutely. You know, every, every Easter I make it a, just part of my routine is either to watch like the passion or, um, you know, some, some movie event, you know, rendition of the passion of the Christ and, I'm like, why do you keep revisiting that? Because it does remind me mm -hmm. to take seriously the way I live. Yes. The way I speak, the choices I make, uh, what I'm thinking, what I'm viewing, um, because I, it is a big deal. Yep. It is a big deal what Jesus did. It did cost yep. something very significant, and that should change the way I live my life today. His place, right? His place for mine. That's right. It's amazing. We have been given such a gift and we don't want to live as entitled people. We want to live as grateful people uh, because of the freedom that Christ won for us at the cross. I know we are so grateful. I have goosebumps too, Deb. So God is, God is moving and it's a, it's amazing to experience that love.
As we wrap it up today, uh, we just want to thank you for spending this time with us. Uh, thank you for um, really your support. And if this has encouraged you in any way, you are free. And we would love it if you would share this episode with others who need to know about the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. Um, it's the greatest gift we've been given, and we can all celebrate it and live differently because of it. Next week, um, I'm going to be sharing part of my story. Uh, many of you know that I had a robbery in my home and uh, a book was published because of that. It's called Unshakable God. What I didn't know was that the book was published with 12 chapters and one month after the final chapter was written and published, uh, God wrote chapter 13. <laughs> and that has been, um, I don't know, I think it's just time to speak chapter 13. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to share that story because it's a journey of freedom also. Uh, freedom uh, in forgiveness and the way we experience that that beautiful freedom that Christ came to give us when not only we're forgiven, but when we extend that forgiveness to other people. So thanks for being with us today. Uh, we pray God's blessing on you and just that you would understand the depth of love that he loves you with as he went to that cross and how he continues to love you with that same love every single day. God bless you uh, from Deb and myself. We just want to thank you for being a part. Take care and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for joining us. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.